Good morning, America. It's a bright, new, sunny day. This year's your host, Mark, and of course, maybe it's not sunny where you're at. Maybe it's not too bright. But this is your host, Mark, and it is the Daily Answer. Well, just recently, I ordered a workbench for the garage from one of the uh, big home stores. And when the box arrived, and it was pretty beat up and weathered. And I, I've seen beat up and weathered boxes before where, like, the contents were okay. You know, that box had just been around the block a couple of times. And there was, like, a hole in the side. And, I mean, some, sometimes that's caused by, like, you know, a, a forklift poked it or, or whatever, I mean. Or, you know, the, the, the box is starting to come apart or, you know, things kind of settled in the truck or whatever. And so the driver took a picture of it as he put it in my garage, you know, that it was delivered. And I, I took a, I always take a picture of it too. And because I'm just not sure. And in looking back, I probably should have said, hey, would you stay here for just a moment? Looks pretty rough. I'm going to open it up. I see a gouge in the side. You know, I just want to make sure that my rats haven't been in it, you know, but I didn't. And he took off and went around the block and exited the neighborhood. And so I opened into it, you know, like, hmm, okay, definitely water damage on the top of the cardboard. But, you know, who knows? Maybe the inside's okay. Open it up. Uh, styrofoam is like, all coming apart. I look on the side and yeah, there's mice or rat droppings all over the place. Look on the other end where the, the bag of bolt, where the bolt of bags should be. And there is no bag. All the bolts are loose. They're rusted. Um, something had eaten all the, the plastic. Years ago, we did have a mouse in the garage when we lived in Oregon and it got in the box of coat hangers a box of plastic coat hangers and it just had a free-for-all in the box of plastic coat hangers and there was a it got into i think a craft box and ate like uh almost an entire bottle plastic bottle of elmer's wood glue and I found them, I found them, I poisoned them and found them, and I hit him over the head with a ham uh, with a shovel and threw him out. Um, but man, man, they can do a tremendous amount of damage. So immediately I put the top back on the backs. I pulled the pallet out of the garage because that's the last thing I wanted to, in my garage is mice, okay, or rats. Pulled it out, shut the garage door, and, you know, gave gave the company a call like, hey, this thing needs to, to go back. Now, and they just picked it up this morning. The rat trap is gone. Now, by the way, by the way, the, the morning that they picked it up, I was having breakfast with a number of other Christian men. And there was a preacher there that travels overseas. And he had preached in Ghana. And he was served rat for dinner. Not a small rat, not a small American rat, but a big African rat, like the rats that live out in the sugarcane fields 
that they trap. Rats that are the size of a beagle, like a dog, you know, the big old variety of dog like Snoopy. Yeah, rats that are that big. And as they served it to him, he said there was not a lean piece of meat on that entire rat, that it was just solid fat, like lard, like just a big slice of lard. And when, and he swallowed, he swallowed his portion, but he said it kept crying to it kept trying to crawl its way back out. <laughs> so yes, I haven't had a meal like that, but I've I've had some meals that yeah yeah it's on my insides want to come on the outside. Okay. Yet he felt that the apostle Paul on his travels probably ate some interesting things as well. So he was more than willing to eat a rat for the spread of the gospel. He would do that to help further the kingdom of God. Okay. Well, now let's go back to the rat infested or mouse infested box. And my, we would, it would, it sat in the driveway by the garage door for a couple of days and we would pull up at night and my wife would say, see any beady eyes? And uh, I, I, I did not, did not see any beady eyes coming out of the box. But I really didn't want to find any either. So, but I thought to myself, you know, I, I think there's a lesson here or multiple lessons here. So, now one lesson I think is, I really hate to admit it. I do not like to admit this. I'm a very optimistic, positive person. But I just keep being proven wrong. We are probably living in a time when you're just going to have to press people harder for decent service and for basic honesty. And you're just going to have to push harder on the phone or in person for them to assume their responsibilities. And not only that, you might have to do their job. Because I know when I went back, when I went to a store and I wanted to order another one, but I wanted to order one, not in a box, but all pre-assembled. So I made sure I didn't get a rat trap. And the lady that helped me was nice, but she said, well, you're going to have to order this from the warehouse because we don't have any. And I said, I was in here yesterday and you have at least two. And she says, really? And so I took her down and I said, there's one, there's one. Oh, over there, there's one too. And um, the code wasn't coming up on her phone. So, and I don't like doing that. I don't like doing that. I don't like getting into people's faces, but it just seems, and, and I want to believe that's not the case, but it just seems that more and more I'm kind of having to do people's work for them and maybe clean for them and help them see something almost like help them see something on their computer screen or whatever. And, you know, you, you just might have to get more in people's faces and um, help them. And, and if you're loving people as you should, then you want to seek to bring out the best in them. Making excuses for people is not loving them. So, 
as a culture, I hope I hope we don't just settle into a lower standard. I hope we just don't settle into accepting poor service as the norm. I, I hope the American public votes with its pocketbook and that companies that are giving poor service, employees that are giving poor service, that that's not supported, that that's not tolerated, and that people that give good service, that that's where we frequent. So, um, yeah, just that to me is kind of one lesson. Also, I guess be wise enough to refuse the rat-infested box <laughs> when it shows up uh, and don't bring it into your garage. Okay? All right. Here's one. And, and I guess on that one, to be more preemptive, yeah, I probably should have, when it showed up and he brought it off the truck and was coming up with the pallet jack, I should have paused and said, you're a good guy, but you know what? That box looks sketchy. Can we open it up right here so we don't waste your time and my time? I want to look in it. If mice have been in there, if there's water damage, if the bolts are rusted, okay. So lesson learned, lesson learned. But I, I, I'm too optimistic. Well, you know, I'm, I'm too hoping for the best, hoping for the best. Well, and it's okay to hope from the best, but when you're seeing the worst, <laughs> don't, don't hope for the best when you're seeing the worst. Okay. Here's another lesson. There are times that you just have to admit, and th this is hard for me, when something cannot be salvaged. I know, I know. Well, all that chair needs is four legs and a back. Okay, no, no, it cannot be salvaged. There comes a time when you just gotta, and, and th this goes from leftovers in your fridge, food in your fridge, like time to get rid of that. Yeah, but no, 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 it is time to get rid of that item, okay? It's getting dangerous. Time to get rid of that. I'm, it's time to cut your losses. So, yeah, there are... Th there's food in the fridge that you can't salvage. There's there's thing in, there's there's articles of clothing that it's time to toss it. There's stuff in the house in drawers that it's broken. No, that cannot be fixed. We're not going to need that. It's time to get rid of it. Now, on a more on a far more serious level, okay, on a far more serious level. Um there are there are people who have said to us i cannot be salvaged i i know i don't like that one because i like to be optimistic but even jesus said don't cast your pearls before swine matthew 7 6. even the holy spirit said in the book of titus and let me bring up the verse for you it is Titus chapter 3, verse 10. Reject a divisive person after a first and second warning. Well, there's another passage for you. Well, and then Matthew chapter 18, your brother sins, you go to him. If he doesn't listen to you, you take two or three witnesses. If he doesn't listen to them, that is repent, own up. You tell it to the church or the local congregation. It becomes public. He doesn't listen to the church. 
you treat them as a tax collector okay and and uh you know just someone that and you don't even eat with him first corinthians chapter five you don't socialize with him anymore and and i i guess people might feel like well wait a minute we don't really give up we're not supposed to give up on anybody right well there's some passages that say you have to admit a factious man, a divisive man, after first or second warning, you have to move on. That cannot be salvaged. Now, he might come back and change, but right now that can't be salvaged. And I guess there's an element of that in relationships of, boy, don't, don't, don't marry a project in the sense of don't marry like, well, I, could, I bet I can fix him. And, and it's good to want to help people. But if the person doesn't want to be fixed, and, and that's it, that, that I've, I've said this in previous episodes, if the person that you're looking at is not, doesn't have a sense of urgency to correct their life, then they're not going to change. People only change when they themselves put forth the effort. So when, when people tell you who they are, you know, I don't want to be salvaged. I'm not salvageable. You got to believe them. Pray for them. And if they ever come around, be there for them. But don't cast your pearls before swine. You, you got to be honest with that. You just have to move on. Here's another one. When people come into your life, don't be naive. Just don't assume the best. If someone give, is given some weird vibes, do not ignore that. Someone coming across a little bit on the creepy side. But don't just cast that aside. We need to give special attention at the moment and closely inspect such individuals. Man, especially if they're dating our sons or daughters, or they're around our children. Get in there quickly and inspect and see what it is that you're up against. You know, be quick. Look into the box. Is there anything lurking in there? And as, as I said, when people tell you who they are by their actions, I'm untrustworthy. I've got a problem with lust. I've got a problem with honesty. I'm a chameleon. I'm a pretender. I'm putting on an act. Okay? Believe them. Believe them. When, when everything on the outside says, we got a problem on the inside. Okay? On the outside, man, this thing's been roughed up. We got water damage. We got a big hole in the side. Okay? This doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. Okay, you got to look into that. Got to look into that. Okay, now, everyone who comes our way that looks like a rough character doesn't mean that they're an evil person, but you got to look in the box. And even, and even the people that come across Jesus, uh, excuse me, Paul said, even Satan, even Satan can show up like an angel of light, 2 Corinthians 11. So do not be naive. Closely inspect the people that come into your life. 
just don't immediately, you know, just don't immediately kind of like, well, everyone's a good person. No, everyone's not a good person. And there's false prophets out there. And it was Jesus that said, the wolves are going to show up and they're going to show up in sheep's clothing. Matthew 7, 15. You got to look at what they do and what they say. Okay, look at what they do. Believe what they do and believe what they teach. That is, they start teaching something screwy. We got something go we got something wrong on the inside. Okay. Now, when people say something that is not true, and sometimes we have that. People they're a little bit like the truck and the driver that dropped off the rat nest. Okay. Someone comes across your path. They park the truck. Here comes the pallet off the truck with the pallet jack, and they drop it in your driveway or in your garage. They, they drop it right there in your life. Okay? And they, they, they just drop something on you. Some, um, and they may just have said something completely not true. What you need to do is you need to ask them to, Terry, when, when, when people deliver something suspicious into your life, that, that is a, a message, okay, a message, an ideology or whatever, they, they just, they drop this suspicious looking thing in your life. You need to ask them to, Terry, and that, and you need to ask them to respond before they exit. Do not allow people to show up and just drop something off in your life and get in their truck and head out. Okay? We're not doing them any favors if we just allow them to drop off some garbage in our lives without correcting them, without challenging them, without saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You just said blank, blank, blank. Okay. Well, first of all, how does that set with these other passages? And how does that set with reality? And I want you to prove that. And if it's not true, I want you taking it back. Yeah, taking it back to the warehouse. That's a rat trap. And I am not going to have that in my driveway. And I am not going to have that in my garage. And I am not going to have that in my life. No. I'm not accepting that. <laughs> Okay, you do not you do not just have to listen to people and allow them to spew a lot of garbage and drop a rat trap in your life and take it. You can say, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Let me take a look at this. I don't like, no, no, I'm not accepting this delivery. You need to take that. You need to take that back. That's not wanted around here. When you've got something good, when you've got truth, that's welcome. But what you just said, that's a rat trap. Mm -mm, not accepting that. Send it back. You need to rethink that. Or you need to, you need to, well, there are certain things you can clean up, but there are also certain things you just need to toss that out. <laughs> Get that idea? That idea needs to go to the dumpster is where that idea needs to go. All right. This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, see you in the funny papers.